Hi everyone, thank you for tuning in and welcome to the podcast Life Over Matter. And in this podcast we discuss different ways that you can kind of conquer the challenges in life. And today, episode 11, we're going to be talking about self-worth, part one. So, to get started, I uh, want to welcome any new listeners. Of course, this podcast is aimed towards kind of conquering the challenges in life, and we're moving forward to uh, the second dose of these podcasts. The first one was kind of getting your mind right for the new year and uh, recognizing the different parts of life that can overcome outside of the stresses in our everydays, right? So in this segment of self-worth, episode 11, I uh, am just going to be talking about reminders that you can add into your everyday life that will have you factor in the reasons why you're worth it and how they're going to help you in succeeding in your everyday life. So how does it help you? Knowing that even if you grew up feeling like you were nothing and you ended up failing at something or the opposite, like you grew up feeling like your achievements were everything, but as an adult, you sprouted to nothing. This is definitely the podcast for you. No matter what situation or stable outcome you came from, or unstable outcome rather, this is going to pertain to you and your adult life. And hopefully if, you know, hopefully this resonates with you regardless of whether you're a teenager listening or whether you're an old person listening. There's definitely a million reasons why it's never too late to start exercising some of these items. So one of the first things that I wanted to go over is the measurements of truth. So one of the things in your self-worth is really evaluating what your education is. Not education by the terms that everybody associates it with. When I say education, I mean your social cues, your education about life. Not so much the book sense, but what do you know about what you want in life? Do you know what you want in life? How do you recognize what those wants are and what the needs are? How do you differentiate between the two of them? That is going to be the first and probably most important thing that you need to do when starting the process of recognizing your self-worth. Now, once you recognize those things, you need to develop some sort of habit into your dark talents and tendencies. And what I mean by that is, can you sing? Are you an artist? Are you someone who loves to dance? Are you someone who loves to sew or create things? Any of these can easily be shrugged off or just, you know, kicked to the side as hobbies or something that's never going to amount to be anything. But I am a full believer that the more you ripen your soul, the better you are being to yourself. And I think a common theme in the self-love you know, era that we live in is to be the most well-rounded person that you can possibly be. Many years ago, 
I went to a funeral and at the wake of the funeral, when the eulogy was being given, a family member had gotten up of the deceased and said that this person had been trying to learn three different languages and she was taking a cooking course and she had tickets to go to Indonesia to meet with a shaman and you know her family all looked at each other like they were so surprised because they had no idea that behind the curtain of her life she was trying all of these different things to better herself even into the time of her death which inspired me to always aim for that because we never know when we're going to expire and when we do don't you want to be that person that never stopped trying to better yourself right and it doesn't always have to be about losing the much the most weight or getting an oscar for <laughs> being in a um, huge film or you know being the person who is mentioned every day by a big group of people sometimes at the end of the day All it is is that you never gave up on yourself. You never stopped learning. And, you know, for that reason, I highly suggest looking into classes and becoming an expert at the things that you love to do outside of what brings you in money. Because you never know. You never know if you will need a side hustle teaching, you know, students in a different country how to speak a different language and you happen to know that different language. Or if, you know, goodness forbid, you need another job someday and you happen to, you know, speak a couple different languages or you picked up, you know, a couple art classes along the way or cooking classes along the way or a CPR class where you can jump in and do some side hustles to get you from point A to B, especially if your money situation is okay, then you can do these things on the side. I also had an employee that worked for me a long time ago at a different job and she collected licenses and certifications and that might sound like an absolute waste of time if you're not going to use all those licenses and certifications however when you think to yourself about the value of that security she sleeps well at night she knows that the phone isn't going to ring tomorrow and she's not going to be out of options if she happens to lose her job and in this day and age and with the pandemic and the elevated rate which increases every thursday by the way of jobless claims it is a time to sleep well at night if you can right and so never stop learning that is such a huge part of self-love it adds an additional layer of confidence that is going to mesh into a couple of our other lessons down at the other side of this podcast okay so and also you want to include morsels of what I call the double H, which is happiness while helping. Happiness while helping is something that I've mentioned in previous podcasts before, and it really is important. It is when you help others to bring yourself a sense of happiness and satisfaction. It sounds like a selfless, a selfless, the selfless good deed, but it sounds like you're doing it for yourself when really you're supposed to be doing it for others, when actually you're feeling like you have accomplished your ode to society. You feel like you have shown gratitude for all the gifts that you've been given, so you're simply giving them back. And it makes you feel 
as though that part of your life for that period is crossed off your list and it also empties you out for what else can I do to help. And that's something that I love to do personally is just feel like my opinion is needed. Like I am making a difference in the world. Like I am out there showing others that the door is open if they need a door to walk through and ear to listen to them whenever I can, humanly possible, <laughs> and time allows me to do so. It just makes me feel good and it creates happiness. And if we can make, you know, one person's life happy, then that is such a huge reflection. If half of the population only did that, what a happier world we would live in, right? So that's a huge part of self-worth. So I also believe, and um, this is another header here, along with measurements of truth, is when there is a will, there is a way. And I know that saying that sounds a little bit cliche, but honestly, when you have goals that seem like they're unattainable, it means that you're just fresh out of solutions. I'm huge on solutions. I feel like even when it's the hardest to come up with solutions that you should invite that challenge, accept it, let it simmer for a while. If you need to sleep on it, sleep on it, but write things down. You would not believe the amount of answers that come to you when you give it a couple hours, days, if you have them, months if you have them. Stew on things and understand the reasons why you have necessities in areas of your life and how to accomplish and fill those holes. It's going to make such a huge difference to you. There was an inspirational quote that I found and it is by quote legend Brian Tracy and it said, make your life a masterpiece. Imagine no limitations on what you can be have or do and this is really significant because if this is the only life that we live then we need to make sure that we are living it to a its fullest potential b learn the hardest lessons because they make us stronger and c exercise pure love and vulnerability in speaking of vulnerability which is my next headline of this podcast and very important. It's a scary word, right? Vulnerability. It always has a negative connotation, but in life, honestly, it doesn't have to be terrible. And I know that it is scary because vulnerability opens the door to your heart And sometimes you let outside perspectives in that door that have hurt you in the past. So being vulnerable is oftentimes viewed as a weakness, right? And I'm guilty of this too. And I've learned a lot of lessons from vulnerability in my lifetime. In practicing self-love though, you always have to put yourself out there. And how I think about it is, and a lot of parents of small children will really relate to this is you know when you come into the world and you learn how to talk and you learn how to walk and you meet people for the first time you are giving them a clean slate of opportunity uh, to show you what the world is going to be like and sometimes children will enter into the public amongst children who are naturally you know hard to get along with 
and that's just kids. Uh, but it really makes an impression on the mind that hasn't been hindered by, you know, ugliness yet. And ugliness, I mean by, you know, biting and pushing and punching and I don't want to play with you kind of things. And you continue to receive uh, verbal weaponry like that, we'll call it. It's a little intense, but we'll roll with it until you become a teenager and then you become an adult and by the time you get mid-age you start to look at these situations like been there done that you know and uh, you start to expect people to do things and you start to notice that certain kinds of people are really a thing psychologically textbook certain kinds of people will react certain ways to certain things and so your expectation level is lowered and that's why vulnerability is so hard. But I'm going to tell you why it's important. It is the source of your ever-growing, thickening skin. If you can allow yourself to be vulnerable, then that allows you room and trust to occasionally be hurt. While the hurting is hard and it takes a very strong person to get through certain things, something to be noted is every time you get hurt, you become a stronger person. And every time you become a stronger person for yourself, it adds to your self-worth. Because each moment that you pick yourself up and you stand up tall, you are faced in recognition with the fact that you can take on something that was of equal difficulty or greater. It's not something you ever want to do, but it's something that now, unfortunately, you have experience in. And as long as that door is open, you invite opportunity for great things to happen too. Over Christmas, and I mentioned this in a previous podcast, I always buy the person behind me a, a coffee at Starbucks. I always ask what their order was, and when I find out, I go ahead and I pay for it. Will I ever see those people ever? No. Will I ever talk to them for them to say thank you? No, that's not what I did it for. But that's leaving myself vulnerable to turning around and something bad happened to me and me, you know, sticking my head on my forehead and being like, why did I do anything good for anybody? Because obviously my karma is terrible, you know, but that's not what it's about. You always got to make sure that that door is open for pain and it's a brave move and it's not something that everybody does. Some people try to keep it really safe and don't expose themselves and they never are able to venture outside of their comfort bubble and learn. But I'm telling you in regards to self-worth, it is something that's a necessity for you to become strong and for you to be able to take some of the hardest challenges that life is going to lead you and be able to think on your toes and be the leader in a situation, which we'll segue into in a little bit. Another part of self-growth and a very important uh, understanding to keep in mind is your appearance. Now, whether you dress up every day or whether you, you know, work from home and decide you want to be in your pajamas all day long, both are fine. But in a professional sense, make sure that your hair is put together if you can. And that even if you have to wear a suit, that your suit is as comfy as pajamas. And when you walk into a room, that you feel good about yourself because believe it or not, people can tell. I remember 
uh, working at a nightclub when I was in my 20s and I had gotten hired fully clothed to dance with a bunch of other girls who lived at the beach and we were getting paid under the table to just look like there were a bunch of girls at the club because when tourists would walk by if they saw a bunch of girls in there then you know they would want to come in and we got paid under the table when we you know signed out at night and it was awesome I mean I had good time and you know a lot of times though I looked around me and the girls were beautiful I mean most of them were from a different country I just felt all the time like I don't know why they've hired me to do this but I'm gonna go for it and I'm just gonna you know ride the wave they're paying me and I had fun dancing and things like that but It turned out that at the end of the day, I was every bit as pretty as any of those other girls. I was my own worst enemy. And, you know, appearance is something that I don't like to talk about too often. I'm not big on fashion like I wish I was. I watched a show this weekend and it was all wealthy, very wealthy people, billionaires. And all they had to talk about was fashion. It's crazy to me how much of their life is based on whether their purse is a Chanel bag or not. It's a device that's simply used for carrying your stuff. I can't believe that all that money and they're not caring about like what's the next travel destination they're going to go to or the house they're going to buy or something like that. But I guess to each their own, right? So always make sure that you're clean, neat in appearance, that you smell good, your hygiene's updated, you're your own best friend. You never want to be the smelly kitten class. <laughs> Confidence in you shows around you. And once I realized in that group of girls that I got hired to dance with that I was every bit as pretty as they were, I started drawing in more people, which was amazing. And I also learned about myself that, you know, it's not about the other person. It really is about you. It really is about yourself and how you feel. And other people can tell when you don't feel like you look nice. It's weird. It's a sixth sense. You know, if you walk into a room and you feel like your dress is too tight and you're hanging out of it and you're, you know, walking with a limp because your feet hurt because your heels are too high and, you know, you feel like the humidity got a hold of your hair and you're frizzing out. When you walk in, you're going to look unhappy and unhappiness is something that people pick up on the energy right away and that's not the place you want to be in. If you've got to wear a different outfit to feel comfortable, everyone is going to be attracted to that comfort, I promise you that. So just keep that in mind and it's just a small detail in self-worth but worth mentioning for sure. Making your health a priority is the next thing that I'm going to talk about. Your health is everything. If you put it on the back burner, it's like it's like counting down the days until you expire. And part of your self-worth is making sure that you're living your life as your best self. And a common theme amongst this podcast is that if you don't have anybody else, at least you have yourself at the end of the day. 
And so it's really important and health can span over many different directions and topics and care. And, you know, it's incredible how much we don't realize what a huge spectrum caring about your health is. I think that there's a lot and almost too much focus put on the weight of people because it's a 50-50 scenario. Nobody is an okay weight. Everybody's either too skinny or too big. And a high obesity scale, you know, I think that at 5'2", I have to be 110 pounds to not be obese. And, And in reality, the shorter you are, the more weight you carry. And everybody who's short knows that. And it's hard, you know, to run the rat race of that. Uh, expectation. But aside from that, make sure that you get checkups often because stress creates diseases and infection. And be sure that you're going to both the doctor and the dentist as much as you can. Now, the dentist is super expensive. I don't know for any of you listeners that are, are going to the dentist, but it is super expensive. But make sure you have the main things done because the last thing that you want is to wait too long and have to get almost all your teeth pulled out. It does happen. And if you wait too long, unfortunately, that is the future. Uh, and, you know, then you get into implants and bridges and all of that, which are a huge expense. So... Another thing is don't just stop at doctors. Find therapists if comfort if covered by your insurance. It's really important also. Um, you don't have to go to a therapist. Especially if you're listening to this podcast, it should help you with everything that you need with your life. However, uh, it is really important to keep in mind that you shouldn't bottle your feelings in. You shouldn't hold them in. You should talk to people about them. And we'll be talking about that in a little bit also. So another segue from the health and checking up is enjoying different things like chamomile tea or ridding your body of toxins. There's overnight foot cleanses that are like little taped gauze stickers that stick to the bottom of your feet and help you cleanse your body of different toxins that you hold inside that can really help you. I remember years ago I was a smoker and using these I'd gotten them as a gift and I thought they're not gonna work I used them and I woke up and these gauze pads were absolutely black I couldn't believe the drawn toxins that came out of my body it was amazing and I would do it again and again there's also tea cleanses and different herbal lemon cleanses ginger cleanses Uh, my team absolutely rants and raves about ginger spice and how good it is for you don't just stop at doctors either and therapists look into support groups they're not just for drugs and alcohol you know there are support groups for weight loss life coaching friendship relationships spiritual, covering psychics and Reiki, or you can join yoga, Pilates, Tai Chi. I very much encourage every one of the listeners here to download the Calm app. It's 30 seconds. It's free. And it reminds you to sit 
and just take 30 seconds. And who doesn't have 30 seconds to breathe in, hold it, and breathe out several times a day, as many times as you want to listen to it, just take a moment for you. And in self-worth and, and, you know, taking the time to become more confident and take care of yourself, your body, your mind, your health, your purpose, 30 seconds is such a small price to pay for adhering to that lifestyle. So I also suggest a 10 drop of lavender oil, half a cup of baking soda, and a handful of Epsom salt bath. This is something that I do every other week because I want to make sure my skin doesn't start, you know, feeling the effects of the salt. So I do it every other week and it's a certain relaxation uh, solution that draws out the toxins in your body. It uh, de-stresses your mind. It gets you ready for a peaceful, restful night's sleep. It's something that's definitely helped me. It's helped my family members. And if you are not a fan of taking a bath, then I highly suggest throwing 10 drops of lavender oil and a little bit of mint into your daily shower. Um, The steam from the shower will create an aromatherapeutic showering experience, which is more than just cleaning yourself. It cleans your senses. It will, you know, clean out your sinuses and um, it will de-stress you along with relaxing you depending if you use more or less lavender in the morning or in the afternoon. It could even serve as your awakening in the morning. Um, along with your sleep at night, give or take lavender drops. So just something to think about. Sometimes I throw a little chamomile oil in there. I've got some cedar I'll throw in there. Tea tree oil will help soften my hair ends, which I really like for that showering experience, but I really stick. I've got really bad sinuses, so I stick to eucalyptus oil, lavender, and chamomile whenever I'm in the shower and mint. Uh, and that clears up my sinuses and uh, gets rid of any headaches that I have, thank goodness, most of the time. And um, sets me up for a successful day where I'm on my toes and I'm ready for, you know, mentally for most anything that comes my way. So I'd highly suggest that if you're not a bath person. But if you are, stick to the uh, 10 drop lavender, half a cup baking soda and handful of Epsom salt bath. It wins every time. So once in a while, it's okay to splurge. And that's another thing that I wanted to talk about. So every once in a while, usually about once a quarter, if you listened to my previous podcast, you heard that I talked about setting up an account, which is a secret almost to you as well, where you're having money directly deposited out of your check that you never see. Every quarter, I uh, attempt to splurge by celebrating one big thing that I've achieved. So go get your hair and nails done, get a new outfit, a massage, or take some friends out for dinner. In life, and I tell my team this all the time, it is important to have balance. And in having balance, it's important to recognize that you have to celebrate your wins. You have to celebrate yourself where you were, where you're at, and where you're headed so that you don't stick like a stick in the mud still in the, in the mud. You've got to 
give yourself credit, pat yourself on the back. Don't depend on anybody else to do that for you because at the end of the day, you are yourself. You are the person who's with yourself in thick and thin. So every win that you celebrate every once in a while, you want to take yourself out and you want to splurge with whatever you enjoy. Don't get crazy with it. Don't spend everything you have in the bank by no means. But spend a little bit more than you usually would on something that you usually wouldn't spend so much on. And the reason why that you're going to do this is because, like I said, your future self will thank you for giving yourself the credit that you deserve and not slumping into the hole that we all fall into because we're our own worst enemies, which is a common theme in this podcast, is not being your own worst enemy. Being your biggest cheerleader is what you want to be reminding yourself that you've accomplished this and this and this and for this you're proud but you're never through with your challenges you're never ever going to hang up your gloves and say I don't feel like doing that anymore you're going to say I'm looking at this challenge and what can I do to fix it because until you fix it you're you're cheating yourself out of being that much better of a person welcome those challenges so you also want to take steps to hit the goals to feel accomplished Accomplishments are the encouragement for future challenges that are on your plate. Thomas Edison is an amazing story that I like to share with a lot of people. His teacher, when he was younger, said that he would never be anything in his life. He said that he wasn't successful. And his first two jobs, he was fired for being unproductive. Well, he tried and he tried and he tried a thousand times at being an inventor after being let go of those two unproductive jobs. Instead of giving up on his thousandth and one try, he invented the light bulb. So as he never gave up on himself, let it be a testament to anything that you're working on in your life, anything that you're trying for, anything that you are being persistent in keep being persistent because there is going to be a day where something is going to happen as long as your persistence pays off that it's an enlightening experience is going to pour over your soul and it's going to make it worth all of the hard work that you've put into it but the secret is being consistent and persistent with it don't lose sight of your goals With that, I'm going to be talking to you about motivation. Motivation is incredible. It can make you or it can break you. It can drive you to being something better. It can drive you to not looking at others and wishing that you had what they had. It motivates you to be what you can be. And I know that that also probably sounds cliche, cheesy, like a saying from, you know, something that was trying to be sold to you or something like that. But it's the truth. You know, a lot of times, especially with reality shows and things like that, we look at these people's lives and I can speak for myself. You want what they have. And that's what makes them so popular. You want their beauty or you want their money or you want everything that they have. And while that's cool and everything because it allows you to know that those things are possible. And if we didn't, let's be honest, would we work as hard, you know, to find that kind of happiness that they seem like they have? Remember, there's editors. So seem is the operative word. 
However, really, it's what do you want? What do you want? What are your interests? Are your interests to see the world? Then maybe that fund that you don't see that's coming out of your paycheck every month should go into seeing the world. Maybe your interests are with nature then maybe you should make an effort to get to know some park rangers in some of the different areas and set aside some time to go visit them and interview them about their life as park rangers. What do they know about nature? What has their life been like with the animals that they've seen or the plants that they have learned about? What's, what's in being a survivalist, you know? Maybe you do love fashion. And maybe you do want to spend $2,200 on a purse someday. As mentioned earlier in this podcast, it could be for you. Maybe you want to sit with a fashionista and go over what it's been like for them. Organizing closets, if that's what they do, for the celebrities. Being a personal assistant to a celebrity. It's easy to find one of those online. And you can shadow them and you can learn about their life. And you can learn and see if that's the life that you want to live. But in finding self-worth, you need to examine these particular items and make sure that you're doing your best self justice by going over everything that could polish everything for you enough for it to make sense. And that's important when it comes to motivation. So there's motivational videos that I watch on YouTube and I listen to them in times where I feel like I don't have I don't have it anymore I have too much work to do I have too many roles in my life I only make time for what I have time for I don't actually stretch myself to do additional things to make life better I watch the motivational videos because it's Muhammad Ali, it's past presidents, it's Will Smith, Denzel Washington, James Earl Jones, and these are anywhere from five minutes long to an hour. And if you let yourself dive into the mindset of success, it's a reminder that you got this. It's a reminder that there isn't anything that you can't handle and that you don't need a role model. You can be your own role model. You can, this is the next headline, and it's so important and a great segue, is that you can be connected with others, but walk your own path. Walk your own path. And what what that means is it's okay to branch out and mingle and, you know, you can have long-lasting, deep crucial friendships and relationships and you can have mentors and you can have teachers that you really feel like they have developed and changed your life. You can have gurus and shamans and all kinds of people that are of leadership quality to inspire you to be your best self. But when you're switching over and you're recognizing self-worth, it is important that you're walking your own path. If you ask elderly people who need to be, who tend to be over 100 years old, what the secret to a long life is, they'll tell you two things. The first thing is to choose your battles wisely. 
And the second thing is don't sweat the small stuff. These are keys to a lawn, healthy, prosperous life. Don't sweat the small stuff and choose your battles wisely. Now, if you fight over every single little thing with everybody who will listen your whole life and you're always bringing problems but not bringing solutions and you find yourself in a bad mood all the time doing what you're doing, then you're not doing yourself any favors because the problems are not going to take care of themselves. While life goes on, these problems will still stress you until you make a decision to change them. And that will all factor into your self-worth, your self-completion, how you feel in your your heart about things, where your passions lie, what you're going to be best at, what you're going to be true to yourself in doing. And so again, be connected with others, but walk your own path. Well, I believe in sharing your worries and problems with others. I think that's healthy. Formulate a plan to deal with the issues to promote your self-worth, just as you would expect others to approach you with issues followed up by solutions. You need to do this for yourself. Sometimes this shields your mind from disappointment, rejection, and confusion. My next highlight is be in the driver's seat when possible. Life gives you opportunities to be the person that has the perks to drive or be in the back seat and out of control. When you can, don't be afraid to make decisions for yourself. It is your destiny. And that's something really important. Now, in the mindset where you have to, you know, take leadership from somebody else, then that's okay. Learn from them understand what their life is like put yourself in their shoes and really show sympathy or empathy either one for the issues that they see and try to think of your up to yourself of how you would help them try to combat that obstacle that way if you're ever in that position you can learn from other people's mistakes you can take leadership well And you can oftentimes find yourself in a leadership position yourself, whether it be in that particular role where you're taking in lessons from the leader in front of you, or you have ambitions to be the leader yourself and lead others to greatness. So you always want to be in the driver's seat when possible. In closing, understanding the measurement of truth that's established will have helped you experience and educate yourself. You need to do self-healing, be inspired, and create inspiration for others. Understand and recognize self-significance, vulnerability, your comforts, creating calmness, support for others, affirmative mental control, and motivating, whether it's yourself or others. These daily practices to understand and strengthen are so important that they affect as minuscule as your very core. They will help you to put yourself in the best position and they will bring your best self to others and spoil yourself with love, understanding, and pride over your accomplishments. Please 
leave me a voicemail if there was anything that you wanted to add to this podcast or if there was any questions or any discussions that you wanted to have. If this helped you in any way, please share it with your friends and your family. There will be a part two, uh, either in this segment or in another segment in the future. Uh, But use these to recognize your self-worth and your understanding. And I hope that I was able to help you today. Until next time, I'm Evelyn. Talk to you soon. Thank you.